you showed. Welcome everybody to Mog Talk, episode 258. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chocobo Racing. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the World Race coming up in just uh, less than 48 hours now. Uh, we're going to get there almost less than 30-something hours. I can't even, I don't know math really with time, but uh, it's coming up soon. And so to uh, you know, hold a good discussion, we're going to bring on some amazing people. Uh, and I'm going to have them all introduce themselves uh, so I don't have to do it. It makes my life easier. And I'll start from the top and go around clockwise. Uh, Narlark. Why can't I say that right? Narlark. Can you uh, tell everybody who you are? That's me. I'm raiding with Neverland. I'm one of their healers. Okay. 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 You're a little bit lower than I remember. Let me see if I can turn you up. Uh, I just woke up. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Uh, so from <laughs> Neverland, Narlark's coming on. Then Sphere. Yeah, uh, that's me, Sphere. I play caster in TPS. Have done for a few years now. Frequent member of the show. Love always being here. Thank you, Frosty. Yeah, of course. And then Sendoff. Hey, I'm Sendoff. I play uh, tank for TPS, mainly Dark Knight, and occasionally Warrior, but, you know, it's never actually used. Okay. I don't think you ever have for our team, have you? Uh, every in so often, like when I you mean, guys like in Prague. Me. In Prague now, because yeah. it's not it's Dark Knight. Been, yeah, yeah, it's kind of been bad. Okay, okay. And then last, we bring on Liffy, who's not on one of the World Race teams, but will be helping and has been helping with the event that we're doing for the World Race. Liffy, tell everybody who you are. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, I'm Liffy. I'm kind of Frosty's. Uh replacement on the world race team <laughs> until, until his kid leaves him more time to do that stuff again no uh, I'm, I'm i'm just joking i'm just joking um no usually i'm, I'm an esports caster and uh, i do a lot of stuff and i do play final fantasy a little bit i love the game just as much so trying to get involved as uh, much as i can while i don't have time to play so <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fair i i understand the time issues uh i will say Liffy has been doing a great job helping out. He pretty much he did almost everything for the management organization of the ultimate event that we had on this channel uh, and has been helping out greatly with all the other events, especially this one that's coming up. So I uh, definitely appreciate him coming on and helping keep this alive while I am trying to raise a, a now six-month-year-old baby. Or six-month-year-old, six-month-old baby. It's, it's been six months already? What? It's been six, six months. Month years. Yep. Uh oh but things have gotten to a point to where it's a little bit more manageable, and I think I can uh, help out and get this this next event going. And then after that, we'll see how you know everything turns out. Uh, you guys may notice there is a direct uh, relief charity thing on the channel. I'm testing Twitch's new feature out to see how that will work. If it's something that we can maybe use in events, uh, don't pay it any mind. If you want to throw a dollar towards direct relief, go ahead and do it. But I just put something on there so I can see what it looks like from our side. Uh, when we use charities through Twitch. Uh, but with all that being said, we're here to talk about the world race, and we brought on two world-first teams uh, to discuss the last two world-first teams that have gone in any of these races uh, who are both competing tomorrow. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, this show may be a lot of uh, I can't comment on 
certain things that we, <laughs> but you know, uh, that's okay. We'll still do our best here. Uh, first, I want to ask. Obviously, if you guys haven't guessed by the tone of a lot of our voices, we're all kind of tired. I can say probably a lot. Sphia, uh, Narlock, Sendoff, Fliffy, we're all tired from all the organization and all the prepping and everything else going into the event. Um, but you know how I, I I'm just going to ask generally how are you feeling besides tired maybe tired is probably the the major sentiment going on right now uh, we should be wait like going to sleep in about thirty minutes to an hour from now uh, to wake up yeah tomorrow actually, at the right time we're I'm staying up late for this. Don't, get, don't say that. No, no, it's I, good. I, Always love being here. You know that. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you guys come on and you're like, uh, something bad happens in a race and you're like, it's because we came on Mog Talk, I'd feel like shit. Yeah. I'm actually just preparing excuses. That's the only reason I'm here. So, okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the clapback for the TPS command, Frosty. You had that uh, one coming for a long time. No, I don't, man. That was necessary. There is no, no reason why... I, I shouldn't have put that in there. Uh, Jesus, man. Uh, that's like half of the chat during the event. Uh, so. <laughs> it's so bad. That's so toxic. Uh, I'm going to feel even worse now that we lost. Oh, <laughs> uh, Norlark, how are you doing? So I was laughing at the chat thing. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll put one in uh, there for Neverland too. I'm tired too. You know, we we talked about streaming this tier, but we we haven't really done much over the last pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? We haven't done much over the last couple months, so that discussion kind of just didn't happen until like a week or two ago and i guess that was too short notice for some people because we have some people in our group who are just like very uncomfortable with publicity in general like people who've never been on here or anything so ended up not happening i will say zepp is one of my most frequent guests uh, i don't know most frequent guests but he's a very common guest on mock talk uh but i i'm not sure about everyone else <laughs> so we we've talked about that too possibly streaming and i mean there, there's the obvious discussions of like whether or not it gives an advantage to other teams or not things like that but other people are also not super comfortable with like publicity and being out there in the spotlight like when um when dsr happened i think only Sfian and i realized exactly just how many eyes were on our team at the time and I mean, I think for both of us, it was like relatively fine. But I think halfway through the tier or like the fight, the rest of the team started noticing because our Discord started blowing up, Twitter started blowing up. And I think that got to people after a while because it's like you got a bunch of people who are just used to sitting in their rooms, playing games, doing nothing else, or just like living their lives and working. And suddenly everyone's got eyes on you and being like, what's going to happen? And there's like, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that too that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Yeah, for Dragon Song and like, I'm sorry, go on. Oh I was just gonna say the core of it, like our team is majority just like shy gamers, right? And so the more outgoing ones of us like myself and Sindelf who who stream a bunch and all that stuff, it's not so much of a problem, but a lot of people kind of haven't been in that situation before. And 
I was going somewhere with this. Uh, essentially, it, it's not so much that like it's a massive like. Sure, it makes you worry a little, and like anxious, I suppose, is the correct word. But it's more to do with people's expectations because we'd actually been pretty successful up until DSR, uh, and then because people's expectations was, were obviously high. Like I remember the general consensus: was, oh, that they win and nobody comes close. And you got people talking about the TPS gap and stuff. Like that's always been a meme, but people think that. And then as soon as people think that, then it kind of people on the team feel like they have to live up to those expectations and it's never healthy if it like it's something that we hadn't talked about nearly enough and definitely had like a, a negative effect on the team mm. thanks nar <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wait, wait, uh, i just work here so because you were saying there's uh that started having a negative effect when you guys were doing the um never mind <laughs> pieces yes, uh, oh no it, it's like yeah. regardless of the other teams it was all about like you know it, it's yeah. it's not a pvp event it's pve it's like how fast you can how well you yeah. guys can play and we know that we didn't play up to our own standards and that was a, a pretty big contributing factor i think um so the streaming thing's been kind of benched for a while because of that uh, i mm -hmm. think it's been pretty good and we've been super focused as well because of that like i remember before dsr there was a lot of kind of back and forth and almost like distraction and the conversation about do we stream do we not and then all the things that go on within that and the, it's just a whole lot of extra organization which can be simplified but we're all like not familiar with that sort of thing like none of us have like you organized a massive event and like what that would entail and all those sorts of things so it just ended up being a, just a pretty big net negative even when it didn't happen mm, okay okay so i get it you're blaming me now yeah Alright, I see how it is, dude. Sure, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> Man, well, I mean, here's the thing, though, right? I, I don't expect uh, the rating scene in Final Fantasy XIV to ever really calm down much. I, I do think it's going to grow. I mean, maybe it's not going to be as hype as, like, the last Savage, just because it wasn't the very first one that came out. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. We're doing our best to try to put on, like, a decent event for it and everything. Uh, but... It, it may be calmer. Uh, I think that that was coming off of like one of the highest peaks Final Fantasy XIV's ever had. And I don't know. Do you do you feel like a lot of that hype and uh, eyes on Final Fantasy XIV has gone down a little bit? I would say uh, yes. I just think there's there's probably as many eyes. I think it's just not as hype now. It was fresh and new at the start of this expansion for a lot of people. Now they'll probably be invested and involved, but they won't be as like, oh, this is a brand new experience for me. They kind of know what's there now. Mm. It's not the novel thing. It's just the thing they know now. Yeah. yeah. It's, I would imagine. When, the, when all the new players started coming over from like WoW and other games and, you know, Twitter memes, all that stuff, I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, there's so much to do. It's so fun. And it's like, yeah, because you're doing, like, what, four expansions worth of content? And then you finally make it to the end. And one of the things I've been doing recently is, like, live letter reviews afterwards. But the thing is, I realize how many people don't get that 14 is on a cycle. Like, you don't have to watch the live letter. You know what you're going to get. You only need to see, like, two slides, and that's it. You know exactly what you're going to get. SE does not really deviate. But all the new players coming in don't really realize that. But mm. now that they've consumed like four expansions worth of content, it's like what's left for them. So some of that hype is going to die down. And you know, the Endwalker 
launch kind of also didn't help with some of that. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, oh, I had yeah, friends who was... Yeah. I keep forgetting about that. I don't know if it's, like, one of those things where you just forget about it to protect yourself. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. <laughs> you forget that yeah. these things happen because they were I... just so traumatizing. I had friends who had just started playing around that time who were, like, playing every day, every chance they could. But that's kind of like the impulse addiction that people get when they find something they like and they just want to go in on it really hard for a mm-hmm. while. And then something stopped them, which was, we can't log into the game. And they just stopped playing. And they only recently had started back up, like, five months later. That's why mm-hmm. it's like, you can see SE doing a lot more now, trying to make sure that no matter what happens, players are able to log in and play the game. Because that not only, like, hurts the community... But it like it just it hurts their bottom line at the same time. Yeah, I mean a good example of that is we had a major patch in six point two, and they only have an eight hour maintenance. Usually it's twenty four. Every major patch, so like yeah. even something small like that has been massively overhauled. So they're, they're just trying to have people in the game, not create you know systematic problems like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean like we'll. S- Let's just say that this like does go into an up curve because this kind of goes into the point that I, I was trying to talk about earlier. It's more of like if Final Fantasy fourteen hits that next level of, hey, there's a lot of actual esports companies. Like we have Echo playing and it's like a big thing for them. Uh, and there's going to be maybe some other groups starting to get interested and in maybe turning this into a bigger kind of esports scene. Um, you're definitely going to be in a the spotlight then. It's not like you can hide as much. Uh, how do you feel about that? How, do, how would your team feel about like more eyes and more growth overall? We've talked about this in the team a lot, so I kind of want to hear what Narlok has to say, specifically because I, like, I know individually players in that team, but I don't know, I guess, their sentiment as a group. Um, can you run the question by me one more time? <laughs> That's okay. I didn't uh, quite understand. So Final Fantasy XIV, you know, could grow into like a similar to WoW kind of esports scene with big companies coming in, a lot of eyes on the teams that are raiding constantly. Uh, we were talking about how uh, some of the players on the teams kind of get nervous with that kind of spotlight and everything else. Do you feel like if it kept growing and there was more and more eyes, your team would start to not want to do it anymore? Uh, I think it's mostly just like a like um, a mental preparation kind of thing like if they could see that that's where it's headed and they can you know like grow into it i'm sure they would probably be indifferent towards it most of them and there's a couple people that like interacting with that stuff like sep and skylar both do a lot of uh, social media stuff okay it's such a complex situation because there are definite positives and definite negatives to it right like the idea of getting paid to raid sounds fantastic like just to to go live and and raid like that would be sick but at the same time being a competitive person it does diminish like i guess the overall competitive level uh of the of the the raid tier so like the the part of me is like yeah i like money but then there's the part of me that's like i really like tight competition i really like the act of competing um so there's that internal struggle there. So I guess, for myself at least, it's a matter of how much money does it take <laughs> to outweigh the competition side, right? So for it's, me, uh, go, go on. No, go no, ahead. No, after you. 
I was going to say, like, for me, it's not, like, entirely about the money. The money's nice. But the idea for me is that I, I mainly do this because I want to have fun. And I'm wondering what this can bring to the table that makes it a little more enjoyable to have, like, let's say you had, like, an eSports organization backing you. Like, are they just going to pay you to raid? And, like, like that's okay, and that's that's just taking a paycheck, and that doesn't sound very enjoyable to me entirely. But, like, what else are they going to bring on top of it? Um, do they have more events they want you to do? Do they want you to talk to people? Just, like, what, what's it going to bring that's going to, like, augment, like, my enjoyment of the game? Because I've been playing this game since ARR, since 2.0. And that's part of the reason I started streaming is because you do something for like eight years. And I mean, it's still fun, but maybe a tiny bit of that spark has left after eight years of doing the same thing over and over. So adding like anything that augments it makes it better it makes it more fun. That's that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. But I know not everybody feels the same way because, you know, see orgs like, yo, cash, let's go. Yeah. One of the things that I think would be like the biggest selling point for me to be down for it because i've played with like with this team has played together and had such few changes for so long which is really like remarkable for final fantasy statics uh is the con like the idea of being able to just go to a live event and hang out and game with the guys in person like eat together that sort of stuff like it, it would just be a really really cool experience so just that concept alone is really cool to me but again we're talking like hypotheticals of what I see in WoW happening, which maybe it wouldn't be comparable in Final Fantasy, you know. Um, so I, I think I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on the whole thing since I've been kind of part of the whole WoW World First Race circle since like the very first one started up, and I think I think Final Fantasy is at the point. Uh, at the very same point, WoW was with uh, the start of Battle for Azeroth and the first ever tier where the top team method at the time streamed. And there's always the, the discussion about where would have the world, uh, World of Warcraft World First Race gone if method lost that tier? Because the big discussion around World First Rating always was, if we start streaming, can you still win? And everyone was always saying, no, there's too much of an advantage in not streaming to well, kind of beat out. And World of Warcraft, on the one hand, is a little bit different because I do think Final Fantasy, you get a severe advantage from having information that the other team does not have. So I think it, in that regard, it's a little bit different. But apart from that, just the growth and the attention that would be on the teams and everything that comes with it, potential interest from esports orgs to get into this, into this sphere... Uh, I think it would be very, very similar to what we've seen with World of Warcraft over the past few years. I mean, it's it's a weird situation. I do feel like Final Fantasy XIV is definitely different <laughs> than WoW in the respect of the race. Uh, yeah, it's a whole different environment, and there's so many other things. But I mean, like, it is possible. You know, I've had this discussion over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I, I it's like a billion times with a billion different people. Uh, mm. and I feel like there is a good situation for it. Um, but the teams literally just have to be so freaking good, right? They have to be so insanely good that they can't, they can beat these teams. So like, what if like an esports team broke up, then another esports team just gets created another esports team gets created, but they're not under a banner anymore. They're just there to beat up the other esports teams. I mean, it's so easy to do that. You don't need heavy resources to make a team in Final Fantasy 14. 
Um, and so it is kind of weird from that perspective. I think when I was talking to Jeef uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I talked to him about it too. And he was saying that uh, his biggest concern is just that you put yourself at a disadvantage because there's a lot of like UI implementations that would be extremely great <laughs> uh, to have. But when you start streaming it with those UI options, do you think that you're going to get troll banned? By someone like a group of like 300 people all try to report you at the same time i think that anybody streaming this tier coming out that's racing in any way shape or form that is using something that they're not allowed to is definitely getting banned given after what happened yep. post dsr there ooh, it's going to be an absolute disaster in the twitch directory um <clears throat> that said i think that the top teams have generally always been up like uploading their POVs like for the last forever, um, and they they've only been acted on what once. Like we've seen things in certain clear videos over time that have been more or less suspect than other things, um, but only once has it really been a big problem. That was because of the big community backlash. Um, so I guess we'll have to see again. Uh, what the community does because that's what square it acts on right they don't actively go out of their way looking for stuff they, they never have um mm -hmm. so again I, I guess it comes down to the the directory's response um yep. but yeah so the teams will be uploading their povs and then you know people will see what's there what isn't that sort of stuff yeah it's scary man and so i didn't i don't think i grasped like the whole situation that happened with dsr because uh, I was busy doing other things. Can you, for me, and maybe a few people, other people who didn't really uh, hear about what happened, can you explain that a little bit more? Like, did a whole bunch of people Nala get banned? Nalok is the, the first hand. I get well, as close to first hand yeah. as you can get. So. Uh, so there are people using... So you know how... There's this thing in like the rating community in this game where there's some third party things that like people just kind of perceive as just okay, like okay to use, like socially accepted, like quick launcher stuff is there right now, and uh, like ACT that kind of stuff. So there's there's people using that stuff and they uploaded a POV with some of that like stuff in it, and it caused a really big backlash. Uh, People were really upset watching the video because there was like ACT cots and stuff in it, which as Sphia mentioned, you know, it has been a thing that's in clear like world first videos since basically forever. But because that race in particular was so had so much more publicity with all the, the WoW players coming in and stuff, what happened was people got upset and were like questioning like, oh, what's all these third party tools? And then uh 2chan 4chan and all that uh those people started getting upset and they were like and then uh square enix actually released an official lodestone post detailing like like right after that happened they were saying like we just it's just a reminder we don't support the use of of third-party plugins which is fine right because you know that's that's their stance and then because of that post all the people on the forums were like well if this stuff isn't allowed, if they're saying this isn't allowed, we're going to start reporting these streamers that are using all these illegal plugins and to prove that they really don't mean it. And they started reporting, they all mass reported one streamer. Um, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was first, 
Who was it? For? Oh, it was uh, Bagel, I think. Yeah, it was Bagel, yeah. Yeah. So they all dogpile and mass reported the streamer. And then he actually got banned. It's like they got, he got his account suspended. And then these forums were like, wait a minute, this works. And they all just started ripping through the Twitch directory, mass reporting every <laughs> single person with a plugin and getting a bunch of accounts suspended and stuff. And what happened was a bunch of like content creators went through all their old videos and just started deleting videos. Like, I don't want to get my account suspended. And it was just like a, a big thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it culminated in um, someone in our group getting their account suspended, the person who uploaded the video with like the, the plugins in it. So that's pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was uh, it was a J uh, JP player that was first. Someone uh, corrected. Oh, that. Yeah, oh, that man. happened first, and and Bagel was was like part of the. It was like the first one in the big wave right after that. Mm. Yeah, there were like one to ten viewer streamers getting mass reported as well. Like it wasn't just the big names. They just they just went top to bottom and reported them all. It was really <laughs> really messed up. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I, I don't... Uh, I don't even know what to say about that stuff. Because <laughs> that... You should, uh... Huh? I was going to say for us, sometime you should read that post that uh, Yoshi P put out. I linked it in Twitch chat. Can you link it in but... our group chat, too? Just because I'm going to lose that for sure. Um... It's actually kind of really interesting one because the, I think they, if I remember right, they mentioned in here also, they're like, oh, we recognize that some players want these like UI modifications and we'll add them eventually. I believe they say, or they'll, but it will take time. I mean, they Things did like add that. one, yeah. <laughs> didn't they? That's pretty they did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, the UI is pretty bad. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't. I don't care as much. I'm a I'm a lazy person who don't doesn't do any add-ons at all. Uh, I used to have ACT way back in the day, uh, and it was always just on the side so I could see numbers and I would know which one of my static mates were shit so I could tell them to improve. Right? And that that was really it. Uh, I never went like harder than that, and I stopped using that eventually too. Because why do I even need it? I go in a pub group and they upload my my stuff for me anyway. So if I want to know what my DPS is and how I did, I'll just check you know, a certain website <laughs> that will tell me all that information. So I, I, it was never needed for me and I, I'm fine with the, the UI, but I can understand there are some improvements just like after you go to them, it's like going like 4k or going to like HD and you're like going back to standard definition. You're like, wow, this looks like complete shit. Right. And so, uh, I haven't made that jump yet, so I'm okay. But I think the Biggest issue still with all the third-party tools is the fact that you can't do that stuff on PlayStation. So it's a good chunk of the player base that will yeah. never have access to it and makes it even more urgent for the company to enforce rulings like that. Like, for example, World of Warcraft doesn't care because World of Warcraft is on consoles and everyone can have the same standards if they want to. I don't think it's that actually entirely. Like, yes, that is partly true. Not, not entirely, of course, yes. Yeah. I think their main thing is that when, like, for example, if you're showing off the game to somebody who's brand new and you want to show them what the game has to offer, especially in terms of battle content, they usually, what people do is they link them like a popular raid clear video of a really good fight. And that could be something like T clear or uh, DSR clear, something like that. Cause that's like a good way of showing people like, Oh, look at all these cool things that happen. The music in the background content all that stuff and that's like those videos have a lot of views on them and they are essentially advertising for square enix 
But now there's something in there that SE did not expect there to be there. So it is advertising the game in a way they did not like. So because of that, there will be now a new player who starts up the game and they'll be like, wait, where are all these things that weren't there before? And that's a problem for them. I think that's like the big issue that SE takes with it because you're representing the game in a way that they don't really want the game to be represented to mm. not just like other players, but like potential customers. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know what it's like to look at. I haven't looked at a lot of WoW Clear videos, but I assume like there aren't very many UIs that look alike in WoW Clear videos. They're all super crazy, unique, full blast, insane. Unless it's it's all the same. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, We could actually, you know what? We already spent more than like (laughs) four for the show on it, so we'll go past it. But I think like uh, it is something that needs to be tackled, especially, you know, for the world race overall. And for me personally, you know, it affects me uh, in some regards. Although I don't know if I restream someone with an add on if it matters because I'm not the player. So it might work out, but uh, imagine getting your account banned because the radar. I just, just when I like, I think it's important to say that I can say like for virtually my whole team that everybody would be really, really, really happy if Square Enix just said if you use anything, you'll get banned. Because then you know, right? Like, if you use ACT, see you later. Permanently banned. You're never playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. Like, anything at all would be like, cool. That's cool. We, we know what's up now. Um, but unfortunately, that's not how it is. So, you know, yeah. it, it makes this awkward little what is okay. You know, people say ACT is fine. It, it's, it's socially acceptable. It's, you know, everybody's accepted that one. So, so then what's next? And it just becomes this awkward, like, is this okay? Is this isn't? Is this not? And then... It's okay in some people's eyes and not okay in others, and it's just this awkward dance of. They just need to put in like a a cheat, cheat client or something, and just like where they detect the stuff, and then there you go. They lose half their data. (laughs) How many players would they lose? How many people would quit this game if they couldn't use ACT? They would. You would probably actually lose quite a bit. Yeah. Not for You'd ACT. Probably lose more from mods. Yeah, yeah <laughs> mods in general. Every yes. unfortunate, every person I know who has started the game recently since Shadowbringers uses mods, all co- yeah. all cosmetically, mm-hmm. but they all do it, and I think that's a pretty large amount of the player base. Yeah, or at least the player base a that I know. Sample size. Sundar. I am a biased sample yeah. size, but yes, that's just like what I've seen. Yeah. Just imagine you ban off all the RPers and uh, other RPers oh, for yeah, uh, their 3D models. And they can't do that weird dance and make lots of videos about a weird dance, someone chasing someone while they're doing a weird dance. Like, you don't see that pop over the internet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the RPers. They're great. <laughs> RPers are amazing. They do great for this game. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Let's let's move on from add-ons because I feel like we need to like dedicate a whole show to talk about that. We're, uh, we're getting so close to Katy Perry. I'm so sad. What? Uh, that shit has been in my head for like two days now. I, oh. I can't look at Twitter anymore, man. Oh, yeah. No, I... Yeah, Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen it. Um, all right. And this was all, by the way, started by a question of me asking how you guys were doing. So I'm glad how you guys are doing adds up to 
you know, talks about TOS. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is when you're doing what we're doing, it's something that ends up on your mind frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting into the content uh, with uh, the world race coming up is I do want to talk about some topics that are unique to this race. This is the first time I think that they actually relate, uh, released the second raid one week early, which is uh, kind of unexpected. I mean, they also um, they, they allowed crafted gear to be crafted before the tier came out. Uh, they also... Uh, now, are they're, they're not patching Savage Knight, right? It's just going to get clicked on? There's been no maintenance notice. They've said that the the uh, the duty will be available two hours after reset, which the reason they said they were doing that was to avoid reset time congestion when everyone's logging on. So that means that the servers are obviously already up if people are logging on at reset time. So it's just like, it's creating this really weird situation right now. <laughs> it's uncharted territory. It's like, if you're racing, I think it's awful, but I can understand why it's good for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But man, it's real bad. <laughs> I asked someone who works at Square Enix, and they couldn't give me a straight answer about maintenance. And well, it's just like they're probably not well, having it. If it's if it's avoiding re- like Sia said, if it's avoiding reset time congestion, that means there's going to be congestion on reset time, right? So it implies the servers will be up. Plus, they've done something like this before. Uh, they did it when Blue Mage launched. They just they also do it just, for uh, every. Sorry. The NPC just phased into existence right when it was time for Blue Mage to launch. There's no maintenance. Yeah, same thing for every seasonal event. Like you've got all the screenshots of people falling off the the tower as it disappeared when the the beach one just finished. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been technology in the game for ages. They just have never applied it to raid content, I guess. That is going to be really, really weird. Although it will be kind of interesting from the stream side of things because we'll get to watch where raiders are right before the release happens and it'll be so f- okay it wouldn't be fun i'm sorry i was gonna say it would be so fun to see like streams crash like get kicked out of the game as soon as they try to click on the npc or just something crash and it goes horrible yeah Please, no. you'll be watching people do dungeons for two hours before raid drops yeah we're not stream- we're streaming that happened, yeah i mean that's it's, it's content that's part of the race now we now have the essential equivalent of wow raiders doing splits you know how like that's really boring, right? Let's see, that sucks. Now you get to watch Final Welcome Fantasy. Welcome to my world, guys. Do dungeons. It's. <laughs> I hate see, it. Don't you want to see the speedrun tech? Oh. Yeah. Now you wall have this. Wall? Um, now you have this paradigm mm-hmm. where you don't have to have the dedicated team of crafter, crafters ripping out all the gear and food and pots for you as fast as possible because now we already have it a week beforehand. And we get two weeks of tomes. So how is it impossible to get four fifty tomes in two hours? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's two hours. Mm-hmm. You can finish a dungeon in like thirteen, fourteen minutes for fifty a pop. Is that the fastest way to do it? Probably with it, a dedica- with like a four man team of very good players, it's a little bit faster than hunt trains, I think. Okay. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going to go into like there's some you know min max stuff you can do for getting that done. Um, but the four fifth the the tomes and the gear that we have available to us now means some really weird stuff for the balancing and the tuning of this tier. 
because they've said that they're not adjusting it to account for the extra gear that we now have. And that extra gear being, you know, 900 tomes worth of gear, uh, uh, extreme primal weapons just being on everybody already, uh, somebody having a tome weapon that they're getting from uh, the second and third fight combined and upgraded, uh, an augmented left side piece, an augmented right side piece in the, in the raid, so what's going to happen is people are going to zone into the third fight, so into the first fight, play like absolute shit, and then it's going to die like two minutes before Enrage anyway. It's This terror is going to be weird. Uh, that's what already happens. Now it's going to be like three and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess just back to the dungeon thing. Don't you get extra tomes if you go in with a new player that hasn't done it before? Not that's the weekly reset the- tome. Okay, okay. The, okay. The, the old tomes. The, like, poopy tomes, yeah. Okay, just making sure there wasn't some weird stuff where people were just going to get a whole bunch of players or they leveled up characters to that point just so they can get the... No, they no, I mean, even if you could, you don't need that to be able to... Cap, you know, you have the whole two hours window mm-hmm. and you can cap in that two hours window and going faster doesn't give you a benefit because, like, you just spend the rest of the time standing there waiting around, right? So. I mean, mentally it may. Right, so you don't feel as exhausted from having to do all that crap, but then I guess you have to do all the prep work for it. But anyways, uh, it. How long do you think it's gonna take? One hour to get all those tomes? You said thirteen minutes a run. You can preload a run before weekly reset, so you do one starting about ten minutes before weekly reset happens, and mm-hmm. then you just pull the last boss as weekly reset happens and get your tomes after that. So that's like you start with essentially ninety head start. And then you have done pre-prepped a one-line Wondrous Tale, so you get another 50 for like a minute's work. So you're already starting with 140 tomes. So then you need to run, was it five extra dungeons, kill the first two fights, and you're capped. Okay. So probably within an hour. Just over an hour. Essentially, like, if it was any longer, it would start getting to like, is this worth it territory, right? Because then not only can you get a couple extra hours sleep that night, which is huge, by the way. That's another thing that we should need to talk about later, because what's going to happen with the hours in this tier um don't tell me yeah i'm not looking forward Uh, to that but if you're like pulling dungeons until raid time like you're mentally like kind of in those dungeons trying to go fast and and do all that stuff which is just like you know adding to the exhaustion as well so it's if it wasn't as easy as it is to get these times it would actually be like is this worth it kind of uh, discussion that would be going on gotcha all right uh, well, that's going to be fun. That's <laughs> oh, going to be great. We can cast some dungeon speedrunning. No, Fossey. there's no way. We aren't yeah. doing what? it. No. no. I'd still oh. rather you... do the DJ thing. I don't want... Will you, will you cast dungeons yeah. when they release the uh, super hard dungeons coming up? Yeah. Because I'm good practice. I need to see what the situation looks like before I dedicate any mental resources to that. I'll do it. Can I say, by the way, that this expansion for you guys organizing events is insane. We've had first Pandemonium, Ultimate, second Pandemonium, then we're getting Criterion Dungeons, and then we're getting another Ultimate after that. Like, it's just back-to-back-to-back content. Are we getting Ultimate in 6.3? They put it on the roadmap, and there's nothing else about it. Yeah. I can't see it. They have, see they've, it. they've claimed that it's coming in 6.3, but that's also uh, happened before, I think. It, I haven't I'm, said that they're moving it yet, and I think if they were going to, they probably would say something <laughs> sooner than later. Man? I don't think they like to disappoint people, so I don't think they will be. Yeah. They're going to be upset, but they do there. it. 
But I, I'm I think fairly it's likely. sure it's going to come out before the uh, next expansion. Yeah, especially sure. because um, when Dragon Song got delayed, it's not like they spent the entire time between the delay and 6.1 just working on Dragon Song, right? They would have started like asset work on the next ones already. So six, the 6.3 ultimate, you know, already has a little bit of extra time compared to normal. I think so. It's pretty likely. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that you're, like, mentioning a lot of this stuff, it does make a lot of room or a lot of uh, content for esports companies if they did want to come in here and get involved with it, right? So, uh, more than, I guess, I don't know, WoW, WoW has the MDI, the World Race, and sometimes some PvP stuff, right? <laughs> you have the AWC, which is... Uh losing a little bit of size at the moment but on top of that you have some some one-off tournaments you have the great push which is kind of like the mdi just the 2.0 format you have a bunch of stuff okay it's definitely okay. interesting for esports orgs. <laughs> okay okay so it's not not completely barren uh but final fantasy can kind of get up there i mean who knows maybe we'll get in the triple triad tournaments and chocobo race tournaments and stuff like that right Frosty's weekly Mayong tournaments, man. Dude, I'm telling I, you, I'm I'm this close. Verminion, Verminion too, man. All of it. I I had this envision for like the last two years where I have the Frosty Winter Olympics and I just go through all these mini games of like competitions and just have these little tournaments for all of it. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, anyways, anyways, so. With all this being said, with the one week and all the other crap that's going on with it, are you... I, I, I feel stupid asking this, but are you happy about it or not happy about it? Not I like really. it. Both. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It's a bittersweet and, you know, some things are good, some things are not good. You're glad you get something, but it comes to a cost. I think... I love um, it. It's going to be for the 99.9% .9 of people who like play the game like normal people and aren't weirdos like we are. <laughs> it's going to be mostly just exclusively a positive change because now those those like people who craft and also like have groups that they want to raid with, they can just like craft their gear in the first week and you know, not have to schedule around their the regular groups and trying to get everyone crafted everything so that their first raid day goes well, that kind of thing. I think it's it's exclusively a benefit for like 99% of people. And the only people it really negatively impacts is basically people who are like rushing super hard right at the start because, you know, having more stuff at the start kind of takes away some of the fun of trying to get ahead as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. So the crafting stuff, <clears throat> most of the people who craft that I know are actually pretty upset about it because it's no longer like a, a time crunch and a time critical period to get gear out where the fastest people make the most gill now. It's just everybody kind of just makes a little bit. And I know people are mostly unhappy about it. I think in terms of practicality and, and as a person getting the crafted gear, it's, it's made it a hell of a lot easier, right? I'm not paying a ridiculous amount for it now, but it also kind of invalidates this team of crafters that we've worked with for, for ages as well. And again, that's a, it's a very me problem, right? And mm -hmm. case specific, but, uh, no, it does suck a little bit in that regard. Um, they're making less. But yeah. I also really, really enjoyed like the story. I, I watch all the cutscenes I have done for forever. Um thoroughly enjoyed it. So I, I like that part of it too. But the part that I dislike the most is that in a savage tier where they both come out at the same time, it's all about that day. 
right? Your preparation beforehand is more about your functioning as a team. It's more about uh, your individual skill levels and things like that. But when you have normal modes out for a week, it becomes less and less about how you perform on the day and more about your preparation for those fights and other things that you can do with the game to do that, which is actually, I've seen some weird shit around that is terrifying um, in terms of data mining and things that people are doing with their game clients and what they're enabling and disabling. And that's a whole fucking rabbit hole that is not good. Mm -hmm. um, so I just like that, that aspect of it because I like the idea of the, of the competition being, you know, in the moment and not protracted over a week of sitting in normal modes for 10 hours a day. Not actually 10 hours. I've been doing a little bit less this tier. Oh, okay. Norlock, how, how much have you guys done this tier for practice? Uh, definitely less than 10 hours total. They're probably doing more a day than we've done total. Oh, it's <laughs> me personally whenever I've got time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I, I'm like, I, I, I mean, I'm, this is robot response, but I agree with both of you in the sense that it, it, this is great for anybody who isn't a world racer. Like, this is just an amazing change. It works very well for them. They get to actually enjoy the other content. I actually got to do the Extreme Primal for once in my life before everything disappeared, and that was really fun. I generally like that. And hmm. it's pretty good for everybody. Except if you're actually participating in the world race, this is awful. Because, <laughs> yeah, everything Sphia said, like, the whole extra week, the extra prep you do. Um, unfortunately, there will be people out there who go out there and start looking up everything they can find about the savage tier by looking through the files they'll ruin so much of the so much of the stuff that i enjoy about the world race which is doing as much as i can blind without anybody telling me anything about it and that's just a lot so much of that just goes out the window and yeah. that's so just ultimately frustrating i remember I... like talking with other groups before and they're just in other tiers and whenever they're given a lot of time, they try to come up with, like, any cheat tool they can do. They're like, oh, what can we do to make this so much easier for us? And it's just like, I don't want to do with that. I just want to play the game, man. <laughs> I just want to play and have fun and have everything be as blind as possible so I can just have fun. Because I, I think yeah. that's where it's at. But it's like, as if this is week-long thing is going to be a thing, I, it, it kind of kills some of the enjoyment that I have. I think... Yeah. In terms of having an equal playing field, a normal and savage release on the same day is the most fair. Um, I guess what they could do, but they've never done, is keep everything that is in savage out of the game until it becomes savage day and just repatch the game on that day. But they, they don't do that. They never have when it comes to split release uh, raid tiers. So it just it always ends up going this way. And that's why... I think I've said this in the talks that I've had with you, Frosty, before about like the first tier of an expansion always feels the most stressful because there's so many external factors that aren't just you going in there and playing well and, and problem solving as a team. It's just all this other shit. Yeah. Put it this way, with the extra week that you have, it like there is another skill set that comes into play, which is like your ability to theory craft becomes a lot more important. Like when we were doing um asphodelos we'd sit there we'd look at the normal mechanics for the whole two weeks and we came up with one-to-one -one 
mechanics that were in Savage, and especially P3S. There's a reason we cleared that fast enough, and that's partly why. Because we had enough time in the normal version to not only grind out, like, better exact positions that we would have messed up not given that week, we would have been taken much longer because we would have died to things like the rotating Shiva circle type thing, but also just came up with solutions to mechanics that we had actually drilled out in normal mode. So the moment we saw it in Savage, it was like, yep, we know the solution. We already did this. And that's... it. Like, I guess that's another skill to have, but it feels bad because it means not everybody's on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like that. Technically they are, but I feel like it rewards a different skill set than what is traditionally like Final Fantasy prog, right? And that's where it gets a little bit murky. But some people would probably like that fact that the the better you can conceptualize and, and theorize uh, like sort of extrapolations of normal mode, the better your, your chances are in Savage, which is which is cool in, in concept. But when it comes down to, and this is probably the thing I dislike the most about it, I like things being new. And I feel like the more you do in one day or like the more condensed you make it, uh, the more rewarding it feels. Um, so if you have a week to sit there and look at normal mode and you've figured out half of a fight before you kill it, the amount you've actually learned in that one day is, is just smaller, right? And then when you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, that was cool. I, I really loved those three new mechanics that I'd never seen or thought of before. Um, and so that, that, like, that feedback, that the sense of satisfaction you get from it is lower, which is mm -hmm. also kind of another thing that is potentially in this tier where I feel like at the same time, the harder you work for something, the more rewarding it is too. And with the extra gear and the lack of balance changes that they've had to account for that gear, I worry that for some people, that sense of satisfaction from killing a, a fight when you have that extra leeway now in terms of the damage you can do and the extra gear you're going to have defensively as well may not make it as rewarding. You don't have to play as cleanly, especially in a week one Savage, which is like the tightest DPS checks that this game has now. That's like the last point they ever exist, week one Savage. Like ultimates are never tuned that tightly. Um, anything beyond week one, you're, you're then bloated with gear. This may diminish that for a lot of people and that by playing worse they can still clear um but then again like it's, it's, it's that's just my take and a lot of people probably feel differently too mm -hmm. yeah i it sucks dude i i hate it i don't i i just wish what? we could go in and it would be super like everyone just loads their game client there's no extra stuff there's no data mine no one even thinks about it we're in this happy land that i think square enix sometimes believes that we're in because uh, a lot of their enforcement is just messaging us and saying, please don't. And that's it. They just say, please don't. Don't do it. And it, it sucks. And then they come back and they start like banning and everything else. But they don't implement things like you. It depends on, I guess, your take on what is good information, bad information from data mining overall. Right. But like they should have had a patch for savage if they don't have a patch for savage i feel like that's kind of bs uh they have to do everything if in a security world in like an infosec world this is horrible <laughs> you don't you don't secure things by just saying oh make make it really hard for you to find you secure it by not making it available right uh so anyways 
That being said, fun topics, guys. These are fun topics. Go ahead. I, I kind of, I kind of want to extend on the uh, the whole the whole gear issue you sure. touched on because um, it makes me really wonder uh, if they didn't account for the tuning um, for the for the better gear that the Raiders will have uh, starting Tuesday. Um, how muddled uh, is the world ranking going to be in terms of top teams? Is is I it think... finally time to have your memes no longer be memes or dreams, but actually become reality? And are we going to see a Grats JP? Are you trying? Okay, first off, JP um, does great damage. <laughs> JP speed healers do great damage. Historically, yeah. pro groups haven't so much, other than Silink. Okay, fair. Mm. Rusher's yeah. fan club. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that, that's so. I miss the they're, the thing about gear with this is that, I mean, you're right, we could see something because when you start looking at other tiers, like Gaia and Promise is a good example, Shiva, um, what typically happens is Savage actually has a much harder DPS check than Ultimate. If you get to the end cleanly, you'll probably kill it, but it's not guaranteed. Like, you actually need to be putting in a little bit of effort, trying a little bit in order to make it. And there are groups out there who, despite having the mechanics, can't actually do that. So their solution is to either wait one week, grind out a little harder, or just go get weapons from the Primal. Because crafted weapons aren't good enough, they just need that slight extra, like, half a percent to one percent edge, and they get it to work. Now, with gear, that's not the case anymore. But also, let's consider one more thing quickly, is that this tier is... After this is the second tier, so anyone who's expecting an Asphodelos like DPS check, you're not getting that. Asphodelos DPS check was really easy, and they're not, they don't make the final fight as easy as the first tier final fight. So, do you actually think that this tier is gonna have like maybe have a some level of difficulty to it that you're gonna hit no, a wall I... still with like the gear and everything else? If you play poorly, but I think if you I think it's just gonna be similar to how Shiva was. Because, I mean, they're not going to make it, if they make it too hard for gear, but and they don't raise the minimum eye level requirement, then you've just made it harder for, like, every pug under the sun, even when they get gear. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I find that to be unrealistic. The, the thing about Savage DPS checks compared to Ultimate, specifically, I think, is that, generally speaking, Savage mechanics, especially the ones that end up being kind of crucial in overall like fight design, things like Light Rampant, things like Lions, they generally have a lot of different solutions as opposed to Ultimate, which feels a lot more, here's the intended solution or it's during downtime or something like that. So your ability to influence how much damage you're doing through good strategizing plays much more of a factor in Savage typically. So that's why when you see week one strats and, and groups struggling week one, it's because they're using something where like their melee are all running to the wall for six seconds at a time or something like that. Uh, and that's what it then compounds on that and, and causes a, uh, a, a hard DPS check as well. So by having the, all this extra gear, it means that maybe the thing that ends up happening is the poor strategizing then doesn't get punished in progression. So your things where you do have, you know, your two melees running to the wall, it doesn't really matter anymore because you have all this extra gear and this weapon and all this stuff. So it's, mm -hmm. it all adds up. 
right? Yeah, and I the way I've explained that to people in the past was typically that with week one gear, like full crafted gear, in the final fight, you can usually afford one downtime strat. Where, assuming you have a good group of people, you can afford one, like, you can do one really bad light rampant strat where you're running around in a circle instead of everybody being able to hit the boss, for example, or downtime lions where everyone's at the wall. You can do one of those. You can't do two of them throughout the fight. If you do two, you're not making, making that check. You do one, the check's going to be tight, but you can do it if everybody's playing well. But if you do it the way SE probably intended, which is most likely going to be have some good chunk of uptime, you probably would have been able to make the check. But people can't figure that out week one until a few days in when some group figures it out. So with all this gear, maybe you can afford two downtime strats. Okay. Okay. Don't know. Norlark? Depends on how, how downtime it is. I haven't heard from you in a little bit, so I just want to see how you're feeling. I ho hopefully check in to make sure you're still awake, too. I might be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you, well, how do you feel about the TPS checks? I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't have much to add. I feel like they said a lot of good stuff already. I guess yeah. um, the way that I always view it is that whenever I look at this kind of stuff, I always think about how it affects, like, party finder players more so than, like, world first race because with world first race we'll we'll always find something something to squeeze to try to get an advantage right so usually i think they're better off not balancing around that because it'll always be there so i'm personally like a big fan of the uh the one week delay because i guess i view it the opposite way in the sense of fairness in that with the one week delay you don't have the you don't uh gain an advantage from having like a team of crafters making you your gear immediately on server up while you're raiding like per, i guess from my point of view i view that as less fair but mm. it's all a perspective thing i think there's always going to be some kind of advantage one way or the other no matter how they do it okay probably not a bad point because i mean historically we have had in tps we've had an amazing crafter team that from ever from what i've been told has gotten us like all our gear way faster than everybody else like, I think after the first fight of Asphodelos, we had, like, 90% of our gear for the second fight, I think it was. Like, we killed the first boss, and then it's like, yep, here's the rest of it. We have all your crafted gear, fully pentamelded everything. I guess um, Which is what I'm thinking of when I say that is I'm thinking of some, like, group of eight, you know, like a, just a standard casual group, you know, a group of eight people who... Now they have easy access to the gear and they can pentamel beforehand and they have all these free primal weapons. And now the server can go up and just any old group can just go in and take a crack at it just to see how they do. You know what I mean? They don't need yeah. all this um, pre-existing uh, like infrastructure. They can they can think about stuff in normal mode beforehand. So I guess in from my perspective, that seems more fair to me. It does Ooh. seem more fair, though. I do think getting the crafter team together is a skill that people need to have in order for Prague because there's like not much point to crafting otherwise at least from my perspective other than making keep making food in pots please those are great <laughs> but like there's, so, there's I mean, not as it gives them more a lot of them like it because it gives them more of a purpose for what it definitely lowers the barrier to entry for it sure does. yeah absolutely yeah. i mean and then we go ahead go ahead oh i'm just saying it's a good thing uh like the world racing is it's like it's fun right we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun and the more people who can do that the better so i just I wish there was a better way that could 
remove the negatives of the situation that we're currently in and just capitalize fully on the positives. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when we're talking about the crafting side, like the people who do it are basically doing it because it's a requirement, right? And the people who are really good at doing it will benefit from it because that's one of those things you can benefit from it. Uh, but it's not necessarily meaning that it's good game design, uh, right? They're filling a hole that's there. It could be better overall for everyone that that didn't exist, but because it was there for so long, the community who kind of went and uh, put so much time and effort to be good at it, like their efforts are completely diminished. And so it is kind of like a, an Armageddon for all those people, but it's not like a bad thing for the game, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, so I'm I'm feeling like I'm feeling like in general it's really seems like and Square said that this this whole tier this one week early release it's it's an experiment but it feels like they're trying to break up the meta of the kind of savage release that day one prog and everything that comes with it and as you guys said it makes it more accessible 99 percent of the player base probably are gonna love it and uh, meanwhile the world first raiders are gonna absolutely hate it which. Oh, I can I can relate to that. I can see where that's coming from. But I'm I'm really thing. curious where where Square is going to go with this whole thing once this whole thing is over, and what the points for us are to keep an eye out for during the race. What could be indicators of this went well, this went horrible, this is going to come come back to haunt us, and this is going to stay around, and it's going to be really nice stuff like that. I think they might keep it. Um, I think, well, actually, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep it. That's my theory. They might make some slight adjustments to maybe stagger some of the other content out by a week as well. Like, they could do the primal as well if they care that much about World Race, which I don't think they really do. Or even the Um, times, right? So, yeah. I I do want to clarify something, at least in my opinion, from my understanding and the conversations I've had with the people I've had conversations with uh, at Square Enix and overall. I think they care about the world race, but they don't program the game for the world race, right? They know what the world race is. They know it's something that p- gets people interested in Final Fantasy 14. They know it's a spectacle. They know it's something that players enjoy, but it's not part of the game, right? It's not something that they've made the game to do. Uh, so when they are making these changes and everything else, it's usually not gonna be with, hey, let's make the world race better. Uh, they'd be sad if it like destroyed the world race or something else, but they understand it's not like Final Fantasy oh, yeah. XIV. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, it is completely yeah. like the way that it should be. Right, yeah. there's no arguing that the majority of players are definitely benefiting from this and in the changes that they've made. <clears throat> the, yeah. I, I, think, I was about to say, I think, um, I, I think they do care. Like they they definitely pay attention to it when it happens, right? But they don't account for it really when they're designing stuff and i was about to say maybe it's a hot take in this room of people to say but i think that's a good thing i think they shouldn't <gasps> really account that hard for for world first races because like i said we're always going to find some bullshit to squeeze out right so of like course. no matter what they do i mean just imagine they balance around world first race like they do in world of warcraft no don't do that five weeks <laughs> of training and uh and bosses never are the same again can i get an effort shed for Holandros, by the way <laughs> they should never do that but like i just think that like with this like week delay i think they will keep it though just because it is good for the entire community and the, they've said this before with their old with expansion releases they don't want people to feel like stressed and like required 
to have to just go straight into the raid. That's part of the reason they do the two-week delay. And I think they, as people have started to do other kinds of content, like, you know, you got more people doing the MSQ, people actually caring about the raid story, everything else, they want to keep doing that. Because when new content for, like, battle content drops, there's a certain subset of players that are like, oh, we're all going to do this, and you're part of this team, you got to come too. And they kind of probably don't want those people to feel like they're missing out. Because they are missing out on, like, the story and everything else. By the time they get out of Savage, the whole story's been spoiled for them. And that's so, kind of a shame. <clears throat> Again, when it comes to will they continue this, it is almost, like, 100% certain that it will continue. Because the thing that he said the most during all of this and talking about it is that we want feedback, right? We're testing this. Tell us. And, and everybody... Sorry, bar us in this call. <laughs> just net yeah. benefits from this. So, of course, the feedback is going to be overwhelmingly positive. Um, so I think it's pretty safe to say that it will continue. And again, I, I would like to see some minor adjustments to it in terms of the way that they release the content into the game and things like that would be amazing. Um, but again, it's like there's no way that they don't. And if they, if they didn't, if they went and reverted it back to the way that it was, with all the positive this has had for people, I would be legitimately like dumbfounded. That it's a terrible decision if if they don't. Um, they just yeah. need to make improvements to you know yes. to like mm -hmm. make some of the holes that are out there make things less abusable. And again, that's my my harshest criticism for Square Enix is that they don't make things they don't fortify things as much as they should. Um, yeah. And they, they put the trust into the player base to do the right thing. And that just doesn't work, <laughs> at least in the, the NAEU communities, that just doesn't work. Uh, I will tell you the underrated part of this one-week delay is that if you're doing the world race and you work full-time, you actually now get to ask for time off with more than 10 days of leeway, <laughs> which is really bad and has been bad for years. Mm-hmm. And now I actually was like, oh, I get to ask off like a normal human being instead of trying to make deals with my manager for months. I, I made a pretty, I think most people had a pretty good guess about the release time uh, window for Savage and everything else. And I was able to get it scheduled off a while back. Uh, so that worked out pretty well for me. It's the first time I'm really scheduling off a whole week. I uh, just have a lot of stuff going on. Outside of this, I'm also going to do commentary <laughs> for the PvP event. Uh, it's happening on Thursday and uh, Friday. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff Player? going on. Huh? It's a busy yeah, week. players yeah. typically are able to find out, but it's like you have sometimes one or two weeks. You know, it's going to be this week or the next week, right? And depending on like how corporate your job is, you you have to know. So you take a risk and say it's probably this one, but if it's not, I'm screwed. And the amount of times we've gone into the world race with that on our plate is like <laughs> more than three, probably. That's at fair. this point yep. where that's been a case and it's we've been waiting for the worst case scenario just this year it actually might have been because i had to be in the office all week last week and i couldn't get off so mm. it kind of saved me in the end oh yeah yeah um am, well am, good am i able to bring up something i saw in chat someone said something really good i think it depends it's on how like horrible it was no go ahead I'm it's not sure it's yeah um so i saw extra who three in the chat i'll just read it verbatim he said feel like one week delay will also boost view views for streaming teams during savage race since there won't be spoilers for those who did everything during the first week yeah 
good it's, point. It's probably yeah. very true. Yeah, a lot of, it is uh, a good point. Also, because people won't be like actively logging in to do all their own stuff right when people are starting their race, right? Because you know, for the first twenty-four hours of a patch, you know, people who are playing the game, they're like doing stuff, right? So now that Savage is in its own patch, or one week later on its own thing, you know, the people who are streaming their groups will probably get a really big boost in viewership. Awesome. Yeah. No, I wasn't actually thinking about that, but you're right. There is a huge you know viewership that do care about being spoiled and they won't watch this stuff because of it uh and the only thing that they would be spoiled is whatever date they're at the end of the last savage but it's not going to be hopefully story relevant it's just going to be nice spice on top of everything right yeah it's like yeah, even yeah. even not just spoilers but also people just like aren't so busy doing their own new patch stuff yeah you know? yeah that's yeah that's the case in the directory like all the time on patch day itself like viewership isn't that great because you know MSQs come out. You're not going to go watch a stream of someone else do it. You're going to do it yourself. That's just the nature of MMO games, right? Um, so it, it's yeah, definitely net positive for that as well. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do want to ask you guys this to kind of go onto the the next topic here. I don't know how much you're going to be able to tell me or how much you feel comfortable telling me, but looking at what you have done for normal so far. Is there anything that you feel okay sharing with what you believe we should be expecting for Savage? <laughs> it's okay if not. All I remember from doing the normal modes is that when we went through them the first time, I was really disappointed at how it felt like this set of normal modes had like less stuff in them than normal. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Maybe it's just me. I think I was the only one who felt that way in my group. They did, you know, most of the, or yeah, all of them are pretty much like two, maybe three core mechanics just reused over and over. Yeah, you're right there. I guess the biggest thing is that I feel like more so this tier, there's going to be new stuff in Savage compared to before. Like a lot of the time, I feel like going from normal to Savage in previous tiers, you just got new iterations of stuff you'd seen in normal or you got like a, a twist on it but i think there's just going to be more new shit in here which is cool okay okay I don't in, know gen in general i had the feeling mm -hmm. like recently when they've done bosses like we've seen in normal just uh, this week where they just feeling where they just feel incomplete the savage versions usually have been pretty spicy yeah, but I, I guess I'm I'm just talking about like normal modes specifically, but my experience with a lot of, of the past normal modes is that sometimes you're surprised at how many mechanics from the normal mode are actually just exactly the same, like pound for pound as the ones in Savage. Like after you do the Savage and you go back and do the normal mode afterwards, you're like kind of surprised how much there actually was like hiding in the normal mode. But I don't know, some of the normal bosses, especially the second one, it felt like they only had like five spells <laughs> like total <laughs> yeah yeah uh i mean there are some interesting things i can think of that they could do but a lot of them are just really wild stuff like the reflect stuff seems like they could do some pretty interesting stuff with it but in the end it's always going to be a puzzle of where do i need to stand and trying to piece together what's happening on the screen and figuring that out uh and i feel like i felt that a lot within the fights it's just there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I just have to map it out. Where do I go stand? But they can't make it too complex. There's probably going to be a simple strategy for each one of them. So, but it it kind of it kind of feels like to me that 
they are starting to hit the limits of the current formula of rate design they have going for themselves. And they're trying to break it up and expand it a little bit to keep things interesting over the course of the well next few tiers, years, whatever you want to call it. Um, Ten years so at they, least, I think. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, well, they can do they can do more stuff and more interesting stuff because, quite honestly, Final Fantasy in terms of rate design and mechanic design is very limited compared to other MMOs. I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on that. I. I'm kind of wondering what you more mean by that entirely. Like, I know exactly what further. you mean. Because I haven't yeah, played as many other MMOs. The, the way that, so the way that Final Fantasy is like game design in general, like just the whole game, not even just the rate design, is it's very formulaic. And, like, you know, it's very like predictable and consistent, which isn't a bad thing, right? Because that means mm. it works every time, right? Like it's working. Why would they, why would they change it, right? Just keep, make, do, keep making it work the same way. Because you know, it's very successful, they're still growing, and it probably has something to do with how like the 1.0 version of the game failed, and they had to remake it. And after they remade it, it was really successful, and they're like terrified, like, okay, this time it works. Don't change a thing. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of the thing like the 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 most straightforward examples I could give is compared to World of Warcraft, you have in Naya Lotha, I think, if, yeah, you'll probably remember the uh, the football boss. You you, pun you push around an orb to shoot a goal during the boss fight. And Seen that, yeah. I don't, I don't see mechanics like that really happening in Final Fantasy. Uh, to be fair, there's probably some stuff in the Alexander raids that I don't remember because I was playing <laughs> back then. Because I Sorry. remember some bombs being kicked around, but yeah, that's not in the current formula of design, and yeah, it just. Whenever... I would say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, think go on. Trying oh, to I would say that back in Realm Reborn and Heavensward, they were more creative, um, but it feels like as things got more popular, whether it be because of or completely separate to the raids, they kind of found. Whatever they did in Stormblood, they were like, this is it. This is the way that we do yeah. things now forever. Um, it's, it's why a bunch of people call Shadowbringer Stormblood 2 and Endwalker Stormblood 3, because in terms of gameplay, they're really, really functionally similar. Um, but yeah, go going back, they had a much more, they, you know, they built 2.0 off of, you know, a lot of playing WoW as well and hugely inspired by that. And that showed in the raid design as well, where things were more creative. You had more agency over the fights, which doesn't happen so much anymore. But the the obvious downside, and you probably need to bring this up in the whole discussion, is that if you are a little bit more experimental, uh, like World of Warcraft is, for example, then there's more fights that are just going to be flops. They're not going to be very well received. That are not going to be as fun for a lot of players. And in general, you're going to have m more misses in your roster of raid fights, bosses, trials, etc., and compared to since Final Fantasy does release a fairly limited amount of bosses, you get you get four four savage bosses, maybe an ultimate and uh, an extra per cycle. Basically, that's like that's that's basically half the amount of bosses. So I can definitely see why they are sticking to this formulaic uh, version of encounter design. And yeah, I mean, it's it's per, down to personal taste, right? But uh, I'm, I'm super curious where they where they're gonna go with it. That's a really big point that they have like a higher quantity of bosses so they can afford taking more risks on some of them because yeah. 
if if there was one boss in our savage tier that was just so awful that like everyone hated it and it happened to be like the third yeah exactly a bunch of people hated like the orange and on orange for phoenix that's not only a quarter of the raid tier but it's on a fight that people will probably spend like a third of the total time in the raid tier on you know they they, it's harder harder to take risks like that that's fair i will say they are very experimental in the types of content they put out but once they have a content down like locked down they're like yeah this is how we do it uh like they come out with different uh things that have completely failed and then they eventually succeed in something like the evolution of eureka right and how that turned into uh some of the last kind of open world stuff that we had that everybody seemed to love a lot so it's uh or Truckaba Racing, apparently. I Maybe they'll have another one. I don't know, man. <laughs> Since it's so, implemented, they haven't touched it. Go ahead. I'm wondering how much... Um, like, obviously, I agree with everyone that about the uh, four fights, and that's, that's very, very much so limiting them, and them trying to stay successful with everything they do. But I wonder how much difficulty plays a role into this, because... From what I've seen from Square Enix going all the way back to their first MMO, Final Fantasy XI, they can be creative. But every time they've tried to be creative in the past, it leads to imbalance. Where something just not... Like, it, the, the thing will be functional, but it just might not always work for everybody. Mm-hmm. You could see things like the Gobwalker when they tried that in A2. Great. Um, that, I mean, I think that fight's terrible, mm-hmm. but... Some people love the Gobwalker. Some people hated it because it had to change I up the whole game. I love the Gobwalker. It was amazing. I, I did the Gobwalker as a machinist. So I didn't even care. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know people that hated doing it. Some people love doing it. But it like changes up how you have to play your class. It's like not what they signed up for. And then some people were forced to do that role. That doesn't always work. And let's say you're in a pug. And there might be someone who practiced their class so much. But now you're changing up how the gameplay works. And now what's the success rate going to be that they're doing something completely different that they have no context of anywhere else in the game? And they can't just sit down and play around with it for a while. Like, even if they're in a learning party, they're going to try to do it, but they can't play with it in isolation to really learn how it works. And I think that might play a role into why they don't really take a lot of risk, which is kind of a shame, but it is what it is. But I kind of also imagine, since we were talking about this massive spike in players and you had the, the, big, uh, the big migration of WoW players starting up Final Fantasy and a lot of them, well, to be fair, sticking to the game as well. Uh, you have a massive influx of new players that are going to bring in different kinds of feedback to the game as well on the current system, on the current design patterns. So maybe, maybe Squenix is just at a little bit of a pathway when they, where they need to figure out, okay, with this math, massive influx we just got, where do we go from here to keep people happy? Maybe that's that's a lot of the factors we can see right now in this patch. Although I will guarantee you... Mm-hmm. Go on. I, I, I'll, just, I'll just say, I, I guarantee you that they have probably in their office a billion and one raid mechanics that they just came out just with. in their office on shelves? Like, yeah, like they, yeah. No, they wrote them out on paper, and at some point, they're going to come back to them for inspiration and influence. Because when you have a good idea, you're going to write it down, and then you're going to run it by another team, and then they're going to be like, hey, can we do this? Do we have the tech for it? Do we have the time? Does this make sense? 
and they're going to give a yes, no, and then some of the people say, shelve this, we'll come back to it later, because it's not the right time for it. But this is, a, this is not a bad idea. Like, I'm sure the carbuncle thing might have had something to do with that That's, at some point. Yeah. You know what? That's completely possible. I'm just trying to envision them having these little board meetings, just sitting around and be like, hey, guys, here's these list of mechanics. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And they throw them in different piles and just call it a day. Uh, oh, I'm saying design say bosses while, by sticking a bunch of notepads to a dartboard. That works, too. Yeah, I was going to say, pertaining more to this right tier coming up, uh, it feels like, let you specifically, uh, you're pretty sure that nothing's going to be new. There's not going to be too creative, too inventive. Um, and I'm trying to think about the most recent tiers we've had with uh, Asphodelos and then uh, DSR. Uh, and both of those were incredibly, incredibly Final Fantasy fights. Like, yes. Like, through and through. Like, DSR is, it's all about snapshotting, cast bars. It's all about downtime trio type mechanics uh all of the stuff which feels like the way in which final fantasy is played now but it wasn't necessarily so much before so going into this next tier how inventive are they going to be realistically given that that's what we've had so far this expansion i don't have the highest of hopes <laughs> quite on it quite honestly I don't think they're going to change the formula for Savage for the second tier of the expansion. It might be it might be something they tackle a little bit earlier into an expansion where they throw in maybe a trial or two on the way to the tier uh, to try some new stuff. Fights that are not as important as a full rate tier to kind of test the waters before they go ham on a new formula. formula because, yeah... I mean, just talk about a business standpoint. Like, why? Why would you sink a whole ship on an experiment if you can just test uh, test a little little like rowing boat? Oh yeah, and you know what? I just, the thought just came to me is that um, you know, the Savage has worked the way it has for a while. You know, the player base likes it the way it is now. You know, it's successful, so that's yeah. that's here to stay, right? But they are trying new stuff. They have the new criterion dungeons out they have like the bazia and eureka stuff like they do experiment but it's always off to the side you know they they prefer, they definitely prefer to go wide than deep in this kind of design if that makes sense did you hear what they said about the criterion dungeon like the the difficult ones boss like relative difficulty that the first boss because there's three bosses in a dungeon first one's like a savage 1.5 the second one's a savage 2 and the, or, or 3 and then the third boss is like a savage 4 difficulty that's insane for a four man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he said. Did they say that? Yeah, yeah. I, it's makes me really fucking excited for it. Can't get carried now <laughs> by seven other people. I'm not kind of, um... tracking it, guys. <laughs> I'm not tracking Rusty. shit. Rusty, Rusty, do it. You know, I think if they were to try and experiment with the raids, they would somehow try to do it by adding a fifth fight. But also only do oh, it after Final Fantasy six. No, not turn three. Shut up. No, no, they've already <laughs> done that with uh, door bosses on every raid for the last. You know, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's a, that's a whole rant. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. Um, door bosses can kind of count. Um, but I meant like that. Like maybe they'll add another fight by like just moving around some of the loot or something, and 
but only we'll do this after like Final Fantasy 16 is out and they get to merge the teams again. <laughs> before they before they start work on their next game. Copium okay. as if they're not going to immediately stick them on a new game. Do you think so I I don't I'm pretty sure that's not announced anywhere, right? Send off. They didn't like I mean they took Soken and Yoshida but be, they didn't really take like multiple members they, of Team Go work on Final Fantasy 16. Well, any sort okay, so like any sort of like big development project or creative project, you will take people who are experienced, can get the work done, things like that, who also want to do something new creatively, and they will be put on a new project. Not just because they want to be, but also because they're the people you can trust in the company to get the work done. Especially when it's a video game and you got millions of dollars riding on it, because that's kind of what games take to make nowadays. During okay. early development, you mm -hmm. may not need everybody because you'll be in pre-production. But once you get further into it, you'll probably need those individuals. And then when they're done, unless the other thing is like in a place where they can start working, you need to do something with them if you're not going to be like, hey, go take a month off. Probably doesn't sound like a thing they would do. Sounds like they would be like, okay, go back to 14 for like a little bit. And then you can go back to the next game when we need you. Okay. That's I, what I assume is happening. It's impossible without them telling us. Uh, you know. That's a pretty common thing in yeah. uh, the industry. Uh, it's like actually a really big problem how some roles have more consistent workload than others. That's one of the reasons why, um, you know, in in like the console generations, like one or one or two generations ago, how games would come out and they would have like DLC immediately, like day one DLC. That was their solution to the problem of having all like um, the uh, gold copy of the game printed and they're shipping it out and getting it ready but you know they still have all those people working that don't have any work to do you know like artists or whatever they have to give them something to do right that's a, that's a really common problem okay okay we'll see i all right you you make good points but i don't want to believe that they just like completely are going to shit on final fantasy 14 a little bit with resources to make final fantasy 16 i don't know if i want to live in like a dream world or something else but i just don't want to I mean, they, they aren't we people. at that point where 16 is, like, way past the point that they take up massive numbers of devs anyway? I mean, they're already deep into localization and stuff. Yeah. That doesn't sound like they're at the stage where most of the devs are suddenly going to disappear from 14 to work in 16. Anyways, holy crap, we've barely touched this, like, the conversations that we <laughs> You can show. ask Yoshi P when you finally get to interview him in person on stream. I'm sorry, Frosty, this happens every time I come on your show. No, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, when I have the Mog Talk on stage and when FanFest returns, uh, we, we can do it. Um, anyways, Savage Fight, we won't go into details, but general comments of, like, are you excited for like what the transition from normal to savage will be is there anything just like overarching like general statements that won't give away strategy or anything else that you might want to say about it no one sure. i really hope the cutscene and uh, Pink <laughs> isn't there yeah i don't i don't oh, want to get all. down for the count and sit there and watch the boss eat a slime again and for the 17th yeah. time in a row just don't do it to me, please. Or they'll pull a Shiva and add a brand new cutscene for you to watch. <laughs> or that. I'd rather not have that one either. Oh, my God. I mean, they did it for... What was it? Well, that was actually 
uh, E1S, right? So it's not unheard of for them to put cutscenes in the first fight of the tier. Um, I'm hoping that this is a... Usually when each, like, when a tier comes out and, like, content comes out with it, usually the fights get seem to, like, get designed in cycles, and I'm hoping this, like cycle of content because in the x trial the cutscenes cut out right they just turned it into a, a short animation i hope that happens for all these fights okay okay we'll see uh what else we got about the normal fights going into savage that uh it's okay to talk about is that pretty much it i think the big thing i mean it's just what people should expect is the biggest thing is just there's going to be an increased tempo they actually do the difference between normal mode and savage is usually like they'll take some of the same exact mechanics they'll augment they'll either give you the exact same thing in harder situations or like if you look at the second fight for example all throughout that fight um the second fight this tier um all throughout that fight there's stuff all over the ground and they're like eventually flipping from one side of the room to the other but the thing is, they're like usually pretty symmetrical for a majority of it. If you start removing that symmetry, that alone messes with people's minds enough that it makes it way harder for them to like think about and handle it. That's a thing. That's one thing. And then just increase the tempo of it. Mm. Just make things faster. Dude, those two things, like tempo especially, just throws people off their game so hard. Make okay. things bigger. Increase the tempo. Um, just do a little bit of augments the mechanics a little bit. That alone can take an easy fight and make it very difficult. Also, so, if you get a damage down, you just die. So just just too. to make sure I understand right, you're saying going from normal to savage, it's going to be harder. I mean, yeah, but no. it's like what makes it harder? <laughs> no, I gotcha. I'm sorry. Because oh. oh, no. I I think a lot of people do underestimate what tempo means for yeah. this game. You take, yeah. like, so many people are not used to, like, high-speed stuff, and the moment you put them in that situation, they just lose their mind. Okay, keep in mind with just, like, the tier that everybody who is going to be world racing in this fight, in this raid tier coming up, has just done his DSR, which is extremely high tempo, the hardest execution-wise fight in the game. I don't think that's going to be as severe an issue as you think it will be. I don't think it'll be an issue for the that's world It's definitely more of a... Well, Gen, even... like, like PF. That's yeah. that's that's PF, right? This is, I thought this was the, the World Race show. <laughs> I do think I do think that is a good point. That like there have been people who've been doing DSR and they have been getting used to that fight, even if they're not like super world race, you know, hardcore players. They're getting used to that kind of tempo, and then they're like, "Hey, let me try Savage. It's only a day or two, and they're gonna have that kind of mentality going into it." So that's not a bad point. Uh, so even if it's taken them like two months to clear it, they still have that mindset uh, that has developed over those two months, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I I have I have one for the difficulty because sure. uh, Mr. Jeeth uh, had a had a certain request recently. I think it was I'm not sure which uh, DSR mechanic it was where you have the eyes during all the bullshit going on. I think it's Death of the Heavens. He was asking for the eye for the eyes to rotate during it, so I'm hoping Jeeth gets some rotating eyes during some mechanic. Maybe uh, uh, this it's in it's that's literally in normal mode EP8 right now. 
the, he yep. shoots the snakes into the ground and the, the eyeballs pop up over them and they're just like w- wiggling all over the room and then they pop up and gaze you. Yep. That's literally I already a mechanic. Be- <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I am. I'm very much aware. It's gonna be absolutely glorious. <laughs> I can't wait. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, let's talk about the competition overall with the world race and everything else. You guys are amazing players, 100%. We know you're going to go hardcore and uh, go at it. But besides, you know, the teams that are on the show, what are the teams that are out there that you're you're worried about or thinking, wow, they were going to do like an amazing job? I've personally been actively not looking at other teams so much because it's like I talked about this a little bit earlier before, but it's it's not a PvP experience, right? Sure, you're trying to go faster than the other group, but however they perform has absolutely no bearing on you. So thinking about that too much it can only be distracting. It can, it can only really be a bad thing. I guess the only situation which it's possibly a ne- like a positive is if you find out that you're ahead. And it's like, yes, that's good. It's a motivation booster. But every other situation, it's only bad. Um, so, yeah, I actively am trying not to to look at it. But there's always, you know, the threat of the, the JP supergroup, right? Yeah. They're going to get the, the best players and they're just going to come and, and absolutely wipe the floor uh, with this raid tier. So I'd expect that. Yeah. yeah. And there's I'm that person who checks Twitter. I'm the person who checks Twitter in between clears. <laughs> Group hates I before. hope Sphere and Sendoff do well. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Damn. Uh, he, he, said, I, he said well, not necessarily better, better than them. I know. Okay. Not worried. You're just hoping that you do good, right? Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, there's uh, for sure Aether Group 4 out there now. Uh, Wait, what's, what's Aether Group 4, Frosty? Root from Aether, man. It's you know, it's the fourth one. Yeah, those guys uh, are cool. I, oh, right. I know, I know yeah. some of them. They're very cool uh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know some of them as well, and I'm hoping they do well. They not as well as us, but I hope they do well. They are. They Go ahead. That was it. I hope they win. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then Kana will come on and then just like completely say some stuff that will get Mog Talk canceled from the entire universe. All right. I, I, that's what I expect uh, to happen. Uh, but 100%, uh, they, they are a group that's been extremely strong and that everyone's following. Uh, and I don't think. Uh, what were their group? What was the group called before it was the, the meme name to give me shit? Ether Group 3. No, it was before Aether Group 2, right? Aether Group 2. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> well, they're, they're coming. Uh, they're coming, and they're going to be a, a strong team to look out for. And I think uh, there's definitely some really strong streaming teams that are out as well. I know there's like streaming teams that are going to try to get World First as a stream team too. Uh, so it is kind of exciting to see that. Um what was it? I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to make them <laughs> feel nervous. It's just conversations I've had with some of the groups. They they were going extremely, extremely hard. Um, Krill is going again. And Krill has got like uh, World Second. Which one was it? It was the, it was the ultimate. Uh, God, I can't remember for some reason in my head. Was it the uh, Alexander one? No, that was Moof. 
And it was Moof that got that one. Yeah. They got world second. I'm trying to remember. God, was it Promise? Was it Promise that they got it second on? might have been. I'm looking at promise. your list. Yeah, yeah, check the official Frosty Bog, <laughs> the bog, bog, talk bog spreadsheet tier yeah. list. Oh, by the way, I you know I probably should buy .com, but I just don't want to spend three thousand dollars on getting that domain. So it's it's going to be .org right now because uh, it just seems kind of ridiculous, and it's never going to go down. It's just going to keep going up. They're going to keep trolling me, whoever owns it, to try to get whatever money they can out of me. Uh, but .org is fine. Um, let me let me look at this list just real quick. How are you going to feel, Frosty, if Horny on Main wins? <laughs> See, here's the thing. If Horny on Main does good, it means we have to put Horny on... Maybe we need to figure that out. Maybe we'll just call him HOM or something on stream. Like, put it, like label it that way. Because it is nah, a good man, team. Our leaderboard, our leaderboard doesn't censor. I mean, there is some level of censor <laughs> that I will put on there. I don't. I, I, I just. Like on the I, I just. I just got off the phone with our producers, Frosty. We we can't censor the leaderboard. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'll <laughs> I'll remember that. Uh, let me see. I but love no. looking at these names, by the way. They're they're always one of my favorite things of the tier. Just the names people come up with. I do my best, by the way, to not be too. Like over, uh, there's more teams. By the way, I haven't put it on here yet. I haven't put that on there because uh, I just haven't had time. A lot of them come in around the end, um, but I try not to like re enforce too much crazy stuff. But if they say some like really horrible stuff as their name, I have to like not put it on there. Uh, so there are some, and you don't see them, but they're. Can we get the trolling. farsi trash bin someday? If no, because I I don't know if my stream will get banned from it. Uh, right. Some some stuff really gross. If they put in like a gross name, you just have complete liberty to change it to whatever you feel like. That's what uh, that's what Kira does on FF Vlogs. If there's some stupid name that's like eight sentences long, he'll just change the name to something like "knock this off" or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had to, I've had to do that. Actually, I think I have done that in the past where I have changed the name because they wanted to spell out penis or something, and I was like, you know what? I think that might be it. I don't think that I, I, I want that to be a team name, uh, and so I just had to. Get it changed. Most most teams are accommodating, uh, and I'm like, hey, this is kind of near the the edge of what's acceptable. Can we just like change to something else and they change it? Uh, I mean, what what else are they gonna do? They either say yes and change it, or they say no and then you just remove it. No, I, I'll <laughs> leave it on there. I'll just call it no name or something, right? Or I'll say question marks. I, I put something else on there uh, just to make it uh, a little bit more acceptable because I do want to recognize that they've cleared something, but I can't. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys going to be so excited the day that I don't do this anymore and it's not manual and there's like some official automated program to handle all this bullshit? Ugh. I'll be very honest with you, Frosty. I think I think the one mostly celebrating is going to be you. I, th I think it's kind of charming how there's usually like a six-hour period during the race where nothing's getting updated because you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, it depends <laughs> on the race. Ultimate for sure, for sure that happens during ultimate. Uh, all ooh. the dark, and then someone sees. Oh, it's updating. He's awake. <laughs> I put a little <laughs> Dragon Ball Z like Goku sleeping thing uh, on there. Yeah, I did mention earlier that I wanted to talk about this. Now it's come all around to it. Uh, sleep in this fight is gonna be weird. Very, very weird. Uh, we're getting a two-hour delayed start, which 
the raiders are going to actively be awake for because you got to get your tomes because you got to get your gear uh mm. and you're gonna get to the end of the day and have a really tough decision about do i sleep now and then you got the like the the decisions of oh we have more gear so hitting like you know the enrage grind won't be as hard uh you've got just so many factors to go on and it's going to be impossible i it's i'm already like dreading it and it's days away so you do actually do you have a fear that it's going to be uh, long enough to where you are going to have to start debating if you need to go to sleep or not second and third tier when was the last time that it wasn't two days kefka, kefka. that's actually what i'm afraid of kefka specifically but if the you had of- one week beforehand you saw all the normal fights and you had the gear and everything else and you were prepped to go in do you think kefka would have died a lot quicker and you wouldn't have well, died day one well, shiva would be the best example of, of okay, comparison shiva, yeah. yeah so there is still like a kind of comparable delay in time because you got to do the normal modes previously right mm-hmm. so you, your time is already set back a little bit um the first fights may take a little longer because you're not absolutely destroying them because you don't have crafted gear um, until, you know, partway through the second fight usually. Um, and then the bigger thing, though, is, yeah, as you were saying, that the normal mode experience. So I don't think it completely cancels it out, but if you're looking to kill Shiva end of day one, I don't know if that's a thing. What do you guys think? I think they could have done it. Didn't we it, see again, Enrage? it's such a hard decision, right? Didn't we see Enrage or we were like at the end of the fight, at the end of day one? We saw the end of, like we saw, what do you call it? The, the mechanic right before it, we got through it with like corpse running essentially. Worms Lament 2. Yeah, so like, so we, we were... know that if we just played a little better, we could have done it. Like made it to the end and then we would have had that discussion. Right, but at that point, after 18 hours, getting that in Rage Grind is, is really hard, right? It is. And I am actually think this happened to us in Kefka. Because Kefka was a tier where, like, wheelchair cleared, and then the other two groups came one hour after and then the hour after. But I can, only three groups cleared day one, and all of them were, like, dead tired. And because of the gear, because of everything because of the gear because of no normal mode and because i just think the player base has actually gotten much better although i think the content has gotten a little harder to compensate for that um Mm -hmm. i'm starting to think that as long as there isn't the one really wall mechanic if a group is able to get past that quickly then they're going to have this problem at the end of the day where they're going to have to choose do we sleep and potentially wake up to a dead boss, which I've done in Uwu before. We were on Enrage, went to sleep, woke up, it was dead. Not a good feeling, by the way. It's terrible. Any group that experiences that, they're going to hate themselves forever for it. Mm-hmm. Or do you keep trying, but you're tired, and you know the more you wipe, the more tired you're getting, and the more time you've wasted. So if you go to sleep now, you're even further behind than when you were, and it's, it's just the most stressful thing in the world where it's kind of like this boss has to die now or it's not dying at all and we just lose unless you're just that much ahead of everyone i feel like i can make a click adventure game that would simulate this experience 
where you say, do you sleep? Do you not sleep? And then there's a percent chance of which way would like benefit you. You have to make decisions along the way and see if you can actually get world first or not. I don't know why, but I feel like it would do pretty good. But we also know from Shiva, we didn't, we stayed up way too late on that day. We stayed up way too late. And I remember looking through footage, like we kind of limped through Isolate Dragon Song. We got th- further into the fight. But the amount of time it took us to get through each mechanic was just increasing and increasing to the point where, yeah, we could make it to the end of the fight, but there's no way we were killing it at that point. And we should have just went to bed like four hours earlier. And then maybe the whole tier would have went different. I've definitely had that experience before in one of my last groups. Like we didn't, we're not like getting world first or anything, but there's definitely that experience. I'm sure a lot of people have had if they're like ever raced where you decide to stay up too late and then you go like an extra lockout and the entire lockout is just basically a gigantic waste of time because everyone's like just making all kinds of mistakes yeah and the funny thing is you don't always realize you're making those mistakes i remember when we were doing iceland dragon song i would actually stand in the ice and i would get a damage down every pool and i never noticed because i was too damn tired the healers were just adjusting but they never said anything (laughs) So we do that whole mechanic, and I'm doing it wrong, but everyone's too tired to say anything. Yeah, that's the point where you need to go to sleep, 100%. That's like <laughs> the line. If you're looking for like a clear sign of why, when you need to stop. Uh, mm-hmm. But that being said, too, uh, there is expected to be a door boss here. So we're adding in like that extra layer of things that would be different than Shiva, right? Because Shiva, a big part of difficulty is you always had to do that beginning part. Uh, right? Yeah. It's it's hard to say because if it is a door boss, they typically then mean like a combined longer total fight time that you need to progress. Um, so an example like uh, Alpha Escape. No. Yeah, Alpha Escape was the last one. The, the first fight is like six and a half minutes and then the second fight was like 10, 30 or something. So you're looking at about 17 minutes of combined fight time, which compared to... I mean, sure, I had a repeat in the middle, so a few of those minutes aren't exactly super difficult, but they're still progression points. Um, compare that to, to Shiva, you got 14 minutes of fight time. Right? So overall, you're having to progress less of a fight if there's no door boss. So that time difference may not actually, like the door boss may not make it shorter, it may actually make it longer. Okay. Okay. That's a thought. Um, well... Uh, there is a handful more things that I want to go over and I know I'm like having your time here is kind of uh, I feel bad because I'm taking away sleep and everything right before the race so I don't want to take too much more of your time I think uh, you know around two hours is pretty good uh, but I do want to go and just ask you guys doing this whole world race show and everything else is there anything else that you guys would want to dive into about the world race that's happening uh, soon that you feel worth uh, talking about Uh, I don't remember. I think I had something on, on my mind earlier and I forgot. Okay, that's fine. Chat's okay, got a, me got a, saying that's a thought. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a super quick question. Um, if the difficulty is muddled and some unexpected teams make a world first, if there's a on-stream world first clear, would that motivate you guys a little bit more to consider streaming? It probably would change anything for us. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think um I know from my group at least uh I think the reason that we're probably not going to actually doesn't really have much to do with first it's just because there were some people who were just uncomfortable being on stream. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's more than fair. I think it would push those who would uh like who were on the fence who were like yeah we kind of want to do it yeah we don't i think it would push them closer to the uh yeah let's do it aisle because somebody else did it even though like it doesn't change any of the negative points of streaming or any yeah. of that i i think it would push some of them over and that might just give a group like a majority rule if like six out of six out of eight might want to stream and then i don't like, think you if it's not two? If it's not 8 out of 8, you just don't do it, right? Which is why I think that it probably wouldn't change anything. Yeah, but I'm always the one in half the, our discussions who are just like, everyone's like, oh yeah, let's do this. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think we should. And should you not do something because one person doesn't want to? Yes. I'd say it's debatable. Something that's that, like, it changes it that drastically. Is that much of a dynamic shift? And uh, I mean, you could bring I think it absolutely is I mean, you'd lose if you guys lost someone in TPS. Like you've been pretty consistent so far, but if you lost like a person or two because of that kind of decision, would that kind of kill TPS? We've already lost MT. How's he doing, Nolak? <laughs> <laughs> we just everyone's replaceable. Okay. But I don't think I think if it came down to that, people just wouldn't wow. stream then. Like nobody's gonna do that. Like. Hmm. If it came down to that, people would probably just not stream. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a good question. That's a good question. Sorry. <laughs> we got a good clip out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that being said, is there anything else on your guys' mind? Besides wanting more sleep? We can think I'm just of. thinking about the carbuncle eating the slime. He's hungry, boy. <laughs> Just so random. I really wasn't expecting that. I uh, really like the Carbuncle boss. That's what I'm thinking about right now. I think it's really cool. I'm kind of sad it's the first turn, so he's not gonna. He's not gonna. His mechanics are gonna be as cool as they could have been. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be a cool intro for a lot of people who uh, want to just do some savage stuff, and they might not go into later tiers. They'll be able to have at least one cool fight, right? Or like later fights in that tier um all right well before we go there is i do want to talk about the world race event that we are doing on this channel uh we're going to go live one hour before i guess savages release not before server up i guess uh and we're going to have kind of a pre-show where we talk uh just a little bit about the event and everything uh and we are planning for 24 hours I don't think that we're going to go over 24 hours. We'll see what the resources look like and how close we are. In in theory, in theory we can go for up to 48. That should work, but <sighs> I'm going to start sweating if it goes beyond 24, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's stitching all that stuff together for an event like that is just rough. I mean, it, technically all you need for a stream is one person who can stream and you're good. But to create like a decent event, it's a little bit more work. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that works. If it hits forty eight hours, it's going to be a little rough. 
24 hours is kind of what we're hoping, at least for this tier, with all the expectations that we've seen. Uh, so that's the core that we planned. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with the event, it's basically us uh, having permission to restream some of the channels of the players who are going really hard at the content and discussing the world race as we're tracking it and things that are happening in the background. Even though uh, some of the most amazing teams, they're not streaming, uh, we can still cover that and the information uh, that we have in front of us you know, through Klee's tweets and stuff like that. Uh, so we, we do our best, uh, to cover it and it's always exciting and fun. And we raise it, uh, we do it for a charity. This, uh, this time we're doing it for Direct Relief, who works with humanitarian efforts to help, uh, you know, poverty stricken communities and, uh, war-torn communities. Like they've done a lot of stuff for Ukraine recently as well. So we're going to be raising money for them. Um, and this goes into another announcement is the prizes that we have for this uh, this event. Uh, and I have a little thing to show on the screen. So give me a second. Give me a second for that. Ta-da! There we go. Donation incentives. If you donate any entry at all, you, uh, you'll get up to $50 a Mog Station as a reward. Uh, then $20 or more, you get entered in a... Uh, possible art commission from someone in the community uh we're still working out the details so more information on that as we get to it it's gonna be some really cool art yeah i can promise that and our grand prize is uh is a playstation 5 if you donate 50 dollars or more you get entered automatically for that um and it's actually going to be signed right send off i mean my handwriting is atrocious so if you don't want me to sign it, I won't if they don't yeah. want me to, but I yeah. will if they want me to. Yeah. Send off uh, is providing this PlayStation 5. Uh, this is uh, sitting in his room and he'll do whatever you want him to do to it before he sends it out. Yeah. Monka toss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't want to know what he's going to do to it. <laughs> so... <laughs> this is... Uh, this I've is... seen his Twitter. <laughs> See why? Why, Frosty? <laughs> this is amazing. This is an amazing donation incentive. And I wasn't expecting this at all, and I really do appreciate it, Send Off. Uh, it means a lot. You're always helping and support the stream a lot. Uh, I uh, ended up a couple months ago. Friend wanted a PS5, so we both got in the same queue for it, and we both got one. And now I'm like, I have a PS5. What am I going to do with this? So it's been sitting there in the box in the corner of my room for a while now. And I'm like, maybe I'll give it out on my stream at some point, but I don't really have a reason for it. Do it. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Give it to Frosty. That's awesome, man. So it's been sitting there unopened the whole time. Just And now I finally get to learn how to be an adult and send a package because I've never done that in my life. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I'll help you. We'll work together on it. Uh... But yeah, we'll we'll get that going, and uh, it it's, should be an exciting stream. Um, again, we're doing this all uh, to get together the community to try to create some sort of platform for the World Race community for Final Fantasy XIV, as well as try to raise money while we have that platform uh, for a good charity. So uh, I'm excited for it. It's going to be really exhausting. Uh, I wasn't here for Ultimate, uh, so this is me getting back on the saddle uh, to try to get this going again. And I'm going to be tracking it just like I've done before. I've made some improvements to the website to hopefully stop it from crashing like it did last time. 
Uh, but we'll see, because uh, it's really intense for a little podunk me web developer uh, to make something that people can't crash, but we'll find out. Uh, either way, it's going to be really exciting. I hope you guys, if you want to track it, the race and everything else, join us for the stream just so we can hear people talk shit and have a good time commentating over the uh, the streams that we're watching. Uh, and also just doing the whole like, oh, who, where is TPS at? You know, where is Neverland? What boss have they cleared? Oh, are they streaming? Can you point me to their stream? And we could just do that for like most of the uh, entire show. Just, I'll just say, Frosty, I really hope you stream for more than 24 hours because I want to watch when we're done with the fight. Oh, you think we're done in 24 hours? Bro. No, I said, that's why I not. said after 24 hours. Yeah, we're not done in 24 hours. We're finishing end of day two. <laughs> we have to make the sleep decision day one and day two because we think that... we're at the end and they can bring out the secret fifth boss. <laughs> yeah, I'd lose my mind. Which also has a door boss. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I would actually just lose my mind because I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, you know this, Fia, but Promise, I didn't think it was a door boss. I thought that was the actual boss. Yeah, I and know. Then it just kept, everyone, and then it just kept going. Boss. We should get a Yu-Gi-Oh crossover where we fight five pieces of Exodia as five bosses. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for everybody who donated to this test run of the stuff that we're doing with Twitch. I don't know. If, I don't think we're going to use it, but I just want to make sure I understood what it was. So for future events that we can uh, possibly use it, uh, maybe it'll be a better alternative. We will be using uh, another donation program, I think, for it so we can better track stuff and do better uh, widgets with it because I don't think this is fully fleshed out. But we wanted to test it. So, yeah, we raised $121 during the show for direct relief. So thanks, guys. Um, that being said... Uh, I think that's that's it. Uh, we'll go around through the rounds. Final words, all that great stuff. Shout outs, anything that you want to say. Uh, we'll start with uh, Narlark. <laughs> Narlark again. Oh, I just wanted to say um, when we cleared Dragon Song, somebody on 4chan said my glamour was bad, so I changed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that all you wanted to say before? Uh... Yeah, that was it. It was it was really bothering me. I had to get that off my chest. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, guys, please uh, follow Narlock in any way that you can. Uh, his name is unique enough that I think it it's exactly the same both Twitch and Twitter spelled exactly the same. Two R's. Two R's in it. Uh, Sphia. Uh, just thanks. Always love being on the show. A lot of fun shooting the shit. Uh, I'm really excited for the race. Like, you know, we usually complain about not having this enough, and now it's been, what, three tiers in the last eight months now? Uh, it's pretty rapid fire. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love it. I just hope that everybody else enjoys the tier as well. Should be good. Cool, man. And guys, please follow Sphia. Uh, he's Sphia everywhere except for Twitter, where he's FF Sphia. It's a little bit hard because if you type in FF and an S, it tries to go to some soccer thing. Or no, you try, you type in like Sphia, it goes to some soccer thing, I think. So you just remember to put the S FF in front of it. Uh, I've done that too many times. Uh, send off? Yeah, similar thing. Like, really thank you for having me on. Yeah. I, I actually thought when I was told, I thought you were having Keo on instead than me. So this was a surprise. He so literally said, he, the first per like I asked Keo, I was like, hey, is anyone available? He's like, yeah, Sendoff seems interested. He, that's literally 
what he told me. He said nothing about him coming on. He, uh, the, the message he sent me seemed to imply him and Sphia, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They're more articulate than I am. <laughs> but at the same time, I love talking, as you might know. So thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, of course. And uh, for this race, I am trying everything in my power to not be dead weight, dead weight this time. If you're a dead weight, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't still be on the team, right? Debatable. We all play video games for fun. We all play for fun. That, that brutal all the time. Oh, okay. All the time, but, you know, there's the two-day period where it has to be. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Liffy? Uh, yeah, it was awesome being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I like having a good reason to stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning. This is definitely <laughs> one of the better ones. Um, yeah. No, other than that, super excited for the race. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it. Um, as much as I enjoyed planning it and all the casters. And if you're wondering why your favorite streamers streamers are not on the caster desk for the Mock Talk World Race for Charity, please tell them to message me. I'd love to bring them on the desk. I just don't know that many people in the Final Fantasy <laughs> I don't know as many we as got... I probably need to. But if they message me, I can get them on the desk, and that would be great. But other than that, it's going to be a great race. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We haven't even announced a commentary list, have we? So, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't even know. I'll let you work on that, and we'll put the it's, list out tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of the same faces from last time around. So if you dig up the announcement sheet from last time around, uh, that's basically going to be the same thing. I mean, we can, pull, we can, we can say something yeah. about it right now. Let me see. Where's, I mean, I can, I, can, I can list the people if you yeah, want. Yeah, go ahead and list them, list them. Wait, where's my... Where's my uh... So obviously, we got Frosty returning to the mic, which is pretty hype. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome. Uh, we got Winlogon, who's uh, been a staple of the, uh, the World Race broadcast for a while now. Uh, well... I'm going to be back there. Uh, we got Carrix Lindsay uh, joining us again. Uh, we have a few new faces um, like Ryla and uh, Flickdrop and uh, Zerva, who have been players for, themse for themselves for quite a while, but are trying casting for the first time around. Really nice people. It's going to be good fun. Uh, Jess, or Nanny, as uh, she's known nowadays, uh, will be joining us. Uh, Rookery is going to be there. High jump and. Uh, Muni and Revan are going to give us a analytical power hour at some segment, so that's going to be exciting. And to round it out, um, we have Sam Talks. I'm not sure if I mentioned him already. We got uh, Darian Hart. Casa uh, is, of, of course, going to join us. And uh, yes, that's all of them, unless I forgot someone, in which case I am mm -hmm. going to be sweating in just a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's just to let you know, uh, if it, we are completely open to get commentary, but this is a volunteer thing where people come on and volunteer their time and everything uh, to help out. And uh, a lot of people raid when Savage is out if they're a streamer. <laughs> they don't raid day of or ultimate as much, but for, for uh, Savage, it's a little bit more tricky because uh, we have to cut into other people's time who uh, would be raiding at that time. So. You have no idea how much I've tried to get Lamator and Rin and <laughs> just pull them out. Sphia, do you want to cast for us? On uh, I, I actually get like FOMO for not working on something like this every raid tier, but it's like you know I gotta raid. 
I would. Yeah. I know that if I was on the show, I'd be like, I just, I want to be in there. I want to be in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if you if you got if you got like a ten minute rate break, thirty minute food break, give me a message. I'll pop you in twenty. <laughs> no problem. Easiest. Oh, you, you think we're world. taking breaks? Yeah, y'all take breaks. <laughs> we take like no breaks. <laughs> oh. No, sorry. Yeah, it's actually very and, destructive. And because I because I get the question in chat just now. No, sadly, preach will not be joining us. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe some miracle is going to happen, but as far as we are aware, he is too busy to sadly join us. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yes. Who knows? Just message him and tell him to come on. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Don't please don't harass this guy. <laughs> but, I, yeah. I've, I've, been in, I've been in touch with him. Okay. It's not going to work out, sadly. Oh, it's after, right. after, if we clear, if we clear fast enough, you can get Sphere on. No, I mean, that's the plan, is that you guys clear it within 12 hours. We bring you on, and then we have you guys commentate over everyone else, uh, you know, trying to clear. I would do that, that would be if really I wasn't fun. dead tired. I actually would love to do that. Yeah. I've uh, only done commentary once, and it was completely ridiculous, the whole thing. I had no idea what to say most of the time. It was outlandish, but it was a lot of fun, so I want to do it again. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, of course, we have people like me and Eon, so if, why wouldn't, you know, I, you know bars there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Me and he's great. <laughs> I love Petey. That's kind of toxic. I love him. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming to watch. Thank you guys for coming on the show uh, and taking a little bit of time away uh, for, you know, doing this. It, it means a lot to have these kind of shows. And then we'll have another show, of course, after uh, next week. I'm assuming it'll be cleared by next week and we'll we'll have a World Race discussion. Uh, Probably a pretty out. safe assumption. Yeah, pretty <laughs> safe. Pretty safe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you again. And stay tuned. Be, make sure you show up for the World Race event. We'll be covering all this crap and just... Crap. <laughs> Every all this great stuff in the next uh thirty or so hours. Alright guys. Be good. Keep cool. Stay frosty. Bye. Everybody say bye and wave. Bye. I'm waving. <laughs>